Welcome to the Thriverpy Show, and today things are gonna get a little weird. Let's get started. Thank you for listening to the Thriverpy Show. I am your host, Dr. Troy Roddy, and before we begin, uh, I want to just get your help with something. Uh, the Thrive OP Show is looking for a new logo, and if you go to the Thrive OP blog, uh, and you can go there by going to thriveopblog.blogspot.com, on the left side of the blog, you'll see a link uh, to go to to take a survey where I have uh, seven examples of potential logos for the Thrive OP Show. And if you're listening out there, or if you're following on uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, I'd really appreciate you taking a moment to go and check out those those options and choose your favorite. Um, we're going to keep that link up for a little while, and hopefully we'll get we'll get a clear winner sometime soon. Again, uh, trying to find a new logo for the Thriveopy Show, and if you go to the blog thriveopyblog.blogspot.com, there's a link right there near the top on the left side uh, where you can click and take the survey to choose your favorite. But as we said in the intro, today things might get a little weird. And by that, I mean, uh, you know, there's a, I want to go into a little bit more depth on uh, a picture that I have on the banner on our Facebook page, on the Thriverpy page on Facebook. If you want to check it out, go to facebook.com slash Thriverpy. And at the top, there's a, a picture that I took. Actually, my daughter uh, wrote that a couple of years ago and, and she wrote a thing on my whiteboard in the office and it says I am a teacher and then underneath it it says in parentheses PS I am a weirdo and I just think that is was one of the coolest <laughs> one of the coolest things that she's written and I took a picture of it and I've used it frequently um, and I thought it'd be a good opportunity today to explain what I mean by that like I am a teacher PS I am a weirdo I should also say that this episode was inspired by a recent episode of Seth Godin's podcast, Akimbo. If you haven't checked that out, it's a fairly new podcast, even though Seth has been around for a while and I have read almost everything he has written. Um, but his podcast is called Akimbo, and if you haven't checked it out, I suggest you do. And in the episode that came out, I think, on February 27th, it's called I See You. Seth uh, talks in, in terms of people wanting to be seen and not being made to feel average or um, just part of the crowd. They want to feel special. I'm really watering that down. You should check out the episode. But much of what he spoke about was about schools and about children and how schools are set up for the average. And we're going to talk about that concept a little bit today about how teachers are, are weird, and if you don't think you're weird, you might rethink that if you're a teacher here in just a moment. And what we mean by uh, I am a teacher, P.S. I am a weirdo. So we're gonna get, we're gonna jump in to talking about the weirdness of teaching and learning after this break. You are listening to The Thriverpy Show with Dr. Troy Roddy, and we'll be right back. So what is a weirdo? Um, <laughs> you know, what is weird? A weirdo is someone who is weird, right? So what, what do we mean by 
weird. We mean different, special, unique. And history has a number of examples of, I think, ideas or people that we would consider weirdos, but today are quite, I would say, mainstream. So for example, you know, when Amazon.com first came out, this idea that you could go to this website and order books and they would come cheaper and and you would you would get free shipping. And and then it became this giant online emporium. Well, that was weird because people went to bookstores and bought books. You know, this idea that there would be a coffee shop on almost every corner serving close to, I guess, around 80,000 different mixtures of drink, you know, and then all that's that sounds weird and that's very different than the diner or the donut shop that served coffee and then here we are we have Starbucks everywhere so there are any number of examples of things that were once considered weird and different um, but have now become part of the fabric of our society and so when you think about teaching and learning and the weirdness of it what we're talking about is recognizing that in reality, there is nothing normal, really, about teaching and learning. It is a highly personal endeavor. Um, the reality is we, 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 we try to create systems that are easy to navigate through, um, and we do that by trying to figure, well, what is the normal student? What does the average student look like, and how do we create a school experience that touches the most people. The problem with that logic, and it doesn't mean that it's completely flawed, but one of the flaws of that is that all of those students who make up that, that majority number, that there is an average, and an average by definition is one number, right? It is, it is the number. And very often, there aren't many students who are that exact average. So for example, I'm going to use a very simple example here to illustrate my point. If one student gets a 70 on a test and another student gets a 90 on that same test, the average grade in the class between those two is 80. So if you teach the course for the 80, you're not only teaching above the 70 level and giving that student you know, it, it is a challenge and learning should be a challenge, but you're not teaching to the 70, but you're also teaching down from the 90. So in reality, you're not really serving either one of them completely. And again, I'm not advocating that every single individual student that a teacher, one teacher can, can constantly be addressing the individual needs of every single student. I think that is not practical and I don't think that's what differentiation is about. But certainly recognizing that as human beings, and I go back to this often in our episodes, recognizing the basic humanity of children, is that you could have a statistical norm and an average, you could do a profile of the average student statistically, but in reality, you're gonna have very, very few students in front of you that fit perfectly into that, into that average category. So the average is a construct created to help things that are very complicated seem very uh, easy to understand. You know, the average student, the average class size, the and these are things that 
certainly they're, they're, they matter, but when it comes to teaching and learning, we, we should be looking at this from the fringes. So what are the fringes that, you know, no one, if you don't really believe that any one student is completely average, then by definition, you are accepting that every student in some way is part of a fringe group. <laughs> it's part of a non-average group, a non-norm group. And if you think about it, this is a beautiful thing because it provides you an opportunity to really connect, to recognize those students for what they really bring to the equation. So when we look at something like what my daughter wrote, I am a teacher, P.S. I am a weirdo. Absolutely, because if you want to teach students and you want to reach them and you want to connect with them and move them forward, then you have to give up focusing solely on the norm, the average, the cog in the wheel, and you have to start looking at students as individuals. And they're bringing with them different levels of enthusiasm, different levels of motivation, different levels of sleep, of energy, of uh, pre-existing knowledge. There is a spectrum for all of these things that the students bring with them in the class. And if all you did was look at the average student, none of that would matter. None of that would matter. They're all on some kind of a spectrum. And Seth talks about this in that episode on, a, on his podcast I was referencing earlier. Every student has a degree of weirdness in them. And as teachers, we should embrace our own weirdness to find that connection with them and to try to move into that space and create a space where what makes you an individual has value in your class and has value moving forward, especially in terms of creating knowledge. Because to create knowledge, you have to engage in learning as a social activity. That you take what you have learned, you create something that is unique, that is yours, and you are brave enough to share it with your peers and get their feedback. And by sharing what you know, by being weird, by taking that risk, you have elevated the collective understanding of the room. And that, to me, is a beautiful learning experience. So when we talk about the weirdo, the teacher who's strange, the student who is not normal, that is not average, well, the reality is we're talking about every teacher, every student. They're all in possession of something that makes them different. And it's in those differences that is where the magic of teaching and learning exists. We're going to take a quick break. And when I get back, I'm going to share with you a couple of examples of teachers, teachers embracing their weirdness, their, their, their degree of being a weirdo, um, in an effort to help their students. You're listening to The Thrive of Peace Show. We'll be back in just a moment. All right, we're back. And in this segment, we're going to talk about a couple of examples. I'm going to share with you a couple of examples of a teacher embracing their inner weirdo 
and really connecting with that student and oftentimes that student who doesn't fit nicely into the little box, right? The little, the student who's a little different, who no one would consider average. And to go back over something we, we mentioned in the last segment, um, there are no average students, right? There are no average students. Everyone comes to your classroom with something about them that is different from a statistical average. And students are people, they're not statistics. The same thing with teachers. Teachers are human. They have quirks. They are different. They're weird too. So let's talk a lot, a little bit about some examples of how you embrace your inner weirdo to be a great teacher. So I want to share with you the story of a student I had. Um, I will call him Andrew. We'll not use his last name. So Andrew was a student of mine a few years back. And Andrew um, and I, on the surface, didn't have a whole lot in common. And even though I was Andrew's advisor, I was constantly trying to connect with him to help him set goals and track his progress and reflect on his work. And Andrew was very bright, but the idea of sitting and having these conversations and focusing on, on his schoolwork in a way that I would always focus on my schoolwork was not working out for him. As a matter of fact, Andrew was struggling and he often displayed some signs of, of not feeling welcomed or fitting in. Anyone who was a happy student, um, if you looked around, he didn't fit the mold, right? He didn't fit cleanly into the profile of the average student, especially at the school that, that I was working at, at the time. So what I decided to do to try to help Andrew, at least to try to start with building a connection with Andrew, was to stop talking about school and to talk to him about the things that were interesting to him. And one of the things I knew about Andrew already, because he brought it with him to school every day, Andrew loved playing guitar. Andrew would set up at lunch, he would sit outside, he would play his guitar. He, was, he loved guitar and he loved music. And I had always wanted to learn how to play guitar, but I never did. I didn't, I didn't go for it. I didn't take any action to try to learn guitar. So what I decided to do was to, instead of trying to continue to engage with Andrew in the things that I thought he needed to talk about, I just changed the conversation. And we started talking about guitar. And I said, look, let's make a deal. You know, each day you can, you can teach me a little bit about playing guitar. And uh, for that, uh, I need at least one day a week where you engage with me about your schoolwork so we can go over what's happening and uh, help you move forward. And Andrew thought that was a great deal that, uh, you know, I only have to listen to you one day a week. And the other times we can talk about guitar and I can teach you how to play. And he was really excited about that. Now, the challenge with that was I didn't own a guitar. And so I was getting ready to go buy a guitar, and, and Andrew had gone home, and he talked to his mother. And Andrew's mother showed up at school the next day and said, oh, this, you, know, you were going to talk about playing guitar with Andrew. Thank you very much. It's a great idea. You know, we have an extra guitar at home that no one uses anymore. If you like, you can borrow it uh, to do this. And I said, well, I appreciate it. You don't have to do that. But I accepted her offer, and you know, this guitar showed up the next day. So... Uh, I stuck to the deal. 
and Andrew was showing me how to play guitar and we were learning together. He was teaching and I was learning that and at the same time every week we would have a conversation about his schoolwork and setting goals and tracking his progress. And what happened over time was Andrew became more comfortable with me and understood that we had now we're developing something in common. We were both a little weird sitting outside playing guitar or after hours strumming guitar. Um, and he started to feel comfortable with me and he started to take my advice and try the things that we were trying to get him to do. And his schoolwork improved, quite frankly. He did much better in school. He was more organized. He was on top of his assignments. Things got in on time. And we really got along well after that. Now, Andrew's parents, you know, I think the following year, you know, decided not to put him back in that school and they moved. Um, and at that time, you know, I reached out to his mother and I said, you know, well, now that we're, you're, you're leaving, I need to give you your guitar back. And um, she didn't want it. She wouldn't take it back. And as a matter of fact, I've continued to practice guitar on my own. I still have the guitar that Andrew's mother refused to take back from me. And uh, every time I see that guitar, I'm reminded of how powerful it was for me as a teacher to embrace my inner weirdo my, my, and put aside my agenda and focus on Andrew and embrace his inner weirdo, his, the things about him that made him a little different. And in the end, I think Andrew and I both, I think we both benefited greatly from that experience. So that's just an example of uh, embracing this I am a teacher, P.S., I am a weirdo mantra. Um, again, because Andrew was not going to fit neatly into any of the little boxes that the school had created for students. Um, and you probably have students just like that as well, where, you know, what do we do with that student who is not quite average, right? Or isn't following along or is a little too fidgety or, you know, is struggling with his organizational skills or all he wants to talk about is music or theater. How do we engage with that student? And certainly there's an opportunity to do that by building relationships and recognizing that not, what we're, the reality is, like we said earlier, none of them are average. None of them are average. Another example would be a, a friend of mine who um, passed away a few years ago as a teacher. His name was Stanley. Stanley was a very good friend. They had taught for over 50 years, quite frankly. And um, when I worked with Stanley, it was closer to the end of his career. And I think one of the things that, that Stanley did best was connect with students. Was he the greatest social studies teacher? Did he have the most knowledge? Did he have the most intricately, scientifically planned classes and lessons? No. But what Stanley had was, what he had figured out was that none of his students were average. They all had something special. They all brought to the table something different. And he celebrated that. And he loved them all. And he let them know that. Um, and how did he show that appreciation for them? Well, you know, I played guitar with Andrew. Stanley would bring breakfast. Right? He would bring breakfast to school every morning. As a matter of fact, kids would they started asking him for donuts he would bring donuts and 
he went out of his way to say to each child, what kind of donut do you like? And so not only would he bring donuts, which was a great thing in and of itself, it being like, who doesn't like donuts? But, but he would bring special donuts for the students who wanted something special. Some of them wanted a bear claw or a chocolate or a, gl- a jelly or whatever. He would bring that for that student. And when you look back on that, when I look back on that time, what I realize is what he was really doing was saying, I know you. I want to know you. Not because you're just one of the many, but because you are special. And I'm going to pay attention to that. And I'm going to do something nice that recognizes that you are special. And he was universally loved. Now, you could say he bought their appreciation. I don't think he did that. But he engaged. He got to know the students. He got to know who their what their families were like. As a matter of fact, he had worked so long at that school, he had taught many of their fathers, right? So it was an all-boys school. So um, he brought that into his teaching. Teaching to him was more than a textbook and a test. It was an experience. It was a recognition that every child in that room was important, was special, was worth his attention, was worth his smile, his laughter. It was worth a donut. Stanley was a weird teacher. His students were not average. We're all teaching students that are not average. We can all go out of our way to try to learn a little bit more about them, to ask one more question, and to allow students to explore the things they love, to engage in the things that make them excited, to give them a chance in your classroom to embrace their weirdness. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to wrap things up. You're listening to The Thrive of Peace Show with Dr. Troy Roddy, and I will be back in just a moment. In this episode of The Thrive of Peace Show, we've been talking about a uh, picture on the Facebook page for this group, the Thrive of Peace Facebook page, where it says, I am a teacher, P.S., I am a weirdo, and that whole concept of what does it mean to be a weirdo as a teacher or a learner and we've been diving into that today, and hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you have, and you haven't done so already, I would really encourage you to subscribe. Uh, the Thriverpy Show is available on iTunes, on Google Play, and on Pocket Casts. Uh, just go there, look for Thriverpy Show, you'll find it. Go ahead and subscribe. If you like what you're hearing, I would appreciate a rating and a review by doing that you help other people find the show and helps us spread uh, the word a little bit. I really appreciate that. And another plug real quick, if you haven't checked out Seth Godin's podcast, Akimbo, which I referenced earlier, uh, please do so. Just go into that iTunes store under podcast, type in Akimbo, you'll find it there. I I strongly suggest it. It's a really good podcast, uh, so check that out. Um, and in, in addition, if you haven't been to the blog lately, go to thriveapblog.blogspot.com. On the upper left-hand side, there's a link where you can take the survey to help us find the next Thrive of Peace Show logo. That would be fantastic if you would consider doing that. And if you have any questions or suggestions or maybe would like to be on the show, 
uh, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is troy.roddy.phd at gmail.com. Well, that's going to be it for us today. I appreciate you listening to us here on the Thrive of Peace Show. We'll be back with another episode uh, fairly soon. Until then, get out there, create more knowledge, and bring some more joy into the world. Thank you.